Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. I am Brandon Cruz, and this is Submitted for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast. And with me again, I have the very, very wonderful Patty, owner of the Twilight Zone Instagram account. Hello, Patty, again. Oh, I forgot hashtag that Twilight Zone chick. <laughs> I, I, did, I didn't forget it. I was just letting you. Uh, oh, throw okay. That yeah. And you did that hashtag that Twilight Zone chick. Yeah, that's that's such a cool that's such a cool hashtag. It is. I kind of I have I take no credit for that at all. <laughs> uh, how did how did you get that that hashtag? Um, a, a very um I can call her a friend now, but a very loyal follower slash friend of mine actually came up with that. She just hashtagged it under one of my pictures one day, and I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm so rocking with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and so and so it's so it's stuck and and everybody uses it now. Yeah, I guess that that's just who I have to be now. You know, clearly. <laughs> you have to change your name from Patty to hashtag that Twilight Zone chick. I uh, yeah, I'm gonna look into it. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I hope that someday that hashtag that Twilight Zone dude guy <laughs> who has a podcast. Uh, just it it starts trending hopefully someday. just say the word i'll i'll definitely i'll hashtag <laughs> it next time my next post <laughs> it's it's a long one we'll probably have to shorten it but i think i could work work it yeah. for you it's like it's like hashtag it was the best of times it was the worst of times <laughs> that's funny it's like um, hilarious when they have like these really weird long hashtags and people do it all the time it's I, funny I had a conversation with someone who who's not Twitter or Instagram savvy, and I say that with the knowledge that I am neither of those either. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were like, uh, there was like an event. It was like a dodgeball fundraiser type thing, and they're like, uh, yeah, how do we how do we do a hashtag? How do we do? I was like, just do just do hashtag the organization uh, acronym dodgeball. So it was like AFSA dodgeball, mm-hmm. and they're like, uh, how about like AFSA dodgeball 2016 <laughs> fundraiser like no 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 it has to, it has to be simple <laughs> yeah it's funny so anyway en- enough enough about uh social media mm-hmm. let's let's get right into uh an issue that has nothing to do with people being alike all over the world <laughs> episode 25 people are alike all over uh this was this originally aired uh, March 25th, 1960. It stars the late, great Roddy McDowell, directed by Mitchell Leeson, and uh, it was written by Rod Serling, based on a short story, Brothers Beyond the Void, by a Paul W. Fairman. Um, so, let, let's let's get right into this. Uh, here, here's the episode in a nutshell. Help, I'm in a nutshell. How did a nut get so big? Um, so... so so the show starts off, it has Roddy McDowell, he's talking to his soon-to-be co-pilot, Marcuson, not Moccasin. <laughs> and, it sounds uh, like <laughs> It does sound like Moccasin. Um, it's not, it's Moccasin, but it sounds, I'll never forget it. Okay. I'm not the only person who thought that, just putting that out there. I, I, I can point out two more people that thought that he was saying Moccasin. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll, we'll throw a poll out there. <laughs> uh, to people who think it said Moxon, uh, which it now includes me. So, uh, but hit, so so Roddy McDowell, his name is, in the show is I think 
uh, Sam. Uh, so Sam and his co-pilot Markson start the episode. They're, they're behind a fence um, and they haven't launched yet. And they're talking about just uh, Sam is afraid of the unknown. He's afraid of what they might find before they go on to a mission to Mars. Um, what they'll what they'll find or who they'll find on Mars. And Markison is the optimist, and he says, "I feel like there's a formula, and the formula is that you know there is a consistent formula between life, and I think that if we get to Mars and there's intelligent life, it'll be no different from us." So the the scene moves forward. There's this this cool image of a rocket launching off, and they go to to Mars, and they crash land. And they crash land, and Markson is is gravely injured, leaving Sam to kind of fend for himself. And there there's knocking on on the the hull of the ship, and Markison's like, "It's okay, just open the door. What's just open the door? Everything will be fine." Markson dies, and Sam keeps hearing the knocking on on the, the ship's hull. Eventually, he's he's just lying on on the ship, and he's sees the door and it starts sliding open very, very creepily. This door's opening very slowly. This, the tension's building. And the door opens up and he sees people outside on the surface of Mars. He sees people dressed up in Greek togas welcoming him to Mars. <laughs> and, they, and, they, and they pretty much tell him, hey, there's nothing to fear. Uh, we... We want you. We want to help you. We want to make you comfortable. Um, so what they do is is they they convince him that yes, they're they're safe. They're not going to hurt him. And using telepathy, they communicate and pull the idea of what his ideal environment is uh, from Earth. And they take him to basically a house. And the house has a kitchen. It has a stove. It has a TV and a microwave. Uh, they. They copy scotch. They make scotch from his memories. And he's like, oh, this is great scotch. That's a side note. I don't know why. It I mean, counts. <laughs> it definitely uh, counts. And uh, so they leave him in the house, and they're like, are you okay with this? He's like, okay, yeah, for a little while. And like, all right, for a little while then. Um, so he, he's just kind of wandering the house. He's drinking his scotch, and he tries to open a door, and it's locked. He goes to a different door and it's locked and he starts freaking out. He pulls down uh, the the blinds to the, the windows and there's no windows behind the blinds. All of a sudden, the wall opens up and he's behind bars. And a bunch of people are, a bunch of Martians, I should say, are staring at him through the bars and they're watching him. And it turns out, based on the sign right in front of the bars that says earth creature in his native habitat that he is in a zoo and the last things he says are of course you're right moccasin people are alike <laughs> people are alike um and that is that is the show uh patty what, what are your initial thoughts on this well first i just want to um add in that they were very fashionable greek style togas <laughs> yes they were no and, arguments there. Yeah, I know they were great. Um, oh my goodness, where to start? Crazy, because <laughs> this is the type of episode where like you can't help but put yourself in um, Sam's 
you know, shoes, like, oh my goodness, what if that happened to you? Like, what if, you know, like, it's just unbelievable, really. You can't even explain it. Um, I feel like it's just nuts. I really, I can't even find the words for it. It was just a really <laughs> great, great um, ending. And I just love how um, Rod's intro, how he kind of says, you know, He's like, you're looking at a species of flimsy little two-legged animal with extremely small heads whose name is man. Like, I love, that's my favorite, um, actually part of the intro because of the way he describes man. And he even, you know, even in his, in the closing um, narrative, he's just, I just love the words that he uses. And I think that's really cool, really cool part of the episode. I read that he was corrected by, uh, I, I believe maybe not an anthropologist, but like a biologist. Because uh, mm-hmm. Rod Serling in, in the intros and outros, he says species. He doesn't say mm-hmm. species. Right. Um, and so the biologist is like, uh, just letting you know that you are using the incorrect plural of species, which is species. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, the what I like about this episode, there, there's a couple things. Like in the, in the very beginning, they're talking... Uh, Roddy McDowell and the guy who plays Mark Moccasin are behind a fence, right? They're, they're behind a fence so that the camera is in front of the fence and they're behind it. Um, and so it already is kind of establishes that they're, you know, like animals in a cage. Exactly. Right. And then of course at, at the end, he's back behind the, the actual bars this time. And that, yeah. that's how it ends. Right. <clears throat> um, and so I think that, so the show starts off with him kind of fearing the unknown, right? He's like, I don't know what the people are like. And when he's in the ship after it's crashed, he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to open it. I'm afraid of, of what I don't know. I don't know what's out there. And it obviously it turns out that, you know, um, he knows it. People are alike all over. Right. But it's not the unknown that he should fear as he finds out. It's, it's kind of the, the devil inside, so to speak. Um, so, is there, do you think there's like a current, like historical relevance to that uh, at all? Um, you know, kind of, kind of like, like not, no, not being afraid of the unknown, so to speak, but, you know, kind of being afraid of what you do know. Well, I feel like once again, how um, relative it is to, for certain people, you know, um, being scared to, um, not necessarily open up a spaceship door, but open up, you know, to maybe just a person um, or open up to a new, you know, uh, insight or uh, a hobby or something like that. And not knowing what to expect is scary to some people, you know, um, not wanting to change the current environment that they might be in. Um, and, you know, like you said, not knowing what's, you know, behind that door or, or kind of just, you know, already having that fear, um, in him and, um, to later find out that, oh my goodness, I should have never opened the door, (laughs) you know? Um, but, um, yeah, I think I I would say that to answer your question. Yeah. Um, so there, there's a female character that he interacts with, uh, a Martian, right? Her name's Tina, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and when he first, when he first meets her, she's kind of, you know, she's, she's very nice and, um, cordial. And then by, by the end of the episode, when you, when the reveal happens that he is in a zoo, um, this is after he's been like, Oh, will I ever see you again? 
and she doesn't answer, but her her buddy does, and she's like, "Yeah, sure, you'll you'll see her again, no problem." Yeah. What was up with that? <laughs> I was told, like, you know what that that whole um, I'm not even gonna say relationship, but the their whole what's the word, you know, between them was just like, the, you know, I really thought, maybe, yeah, there you go. I really thought that you know maybe she was like you know, feeling something for him or, you know, and I mean, she was, she obviously felt bad for him. Um, yeah. You could tell by her, you know, facial expression at the end. But, um, you know, I thought, you know, a little part of me watching was just like, maybe she'll, you know, sneak back there in the middle of the night and unlock his keys and let him out or, or you know, or warn him, you know, while, while he's in his, you know, newly made home that they they made for him you know yeah. just go back and and give him some warning but um you know you don't know what type of you know control she was under or anything like that but you know i always wished you know like or imagined rather what if she tried to help him you know out of his predicament yeah i i think i think her reaction at the end where she's very like she not happy that this that he's in that position or that she just walks off, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But she's, well, she kind of shakes her head and she's like, oh, I can't, I can't watch this anymore. And she, mm-hmm. she walks off. Right. Um, I, doesn't that kind of go against the, the premise a little bit? You know, people are like all over, um, or maybe not against the premise, but, um, maybe a little bit more complicated, uh, definition of, of the show and the, and the fact that you know all these people they want to see him in the zoo all the martians are watching him um but still there's there's people who are conflicted about it and they are in the minority yes i feel like that could have been you know uh put in there on purpose um because honestly you could probably you know you have the handful of people that you know personally that are not the same you know but um speaking in a whole you know if you had to put it into a fraction you know most Mm -hmm. people are alike (laughs) they like the same things and you know they go for the same stuff and whatever but there is you know there there are people that stand apart and you know you know walk another way um i'm sorry i like screwed up you just go (laughs) against you know they go against um what other people are doing. And I feel like she is that example in that episode. And I, I really do feel like it was, you know, purposely put there. Um, and I think he saw that, you know, he saw, well, she's not like the rest of them, but you know, but I'm, it, but I'm still it, screwed. It, yeah. <laughs> I'm still screwed. Marcusin, Marcusin, you, right. <laughs> so Marcusin. I can't, <laughs> but it did. uh, I uh, we we talked a little bit a uh, bit about this before we started recording, uh, but we talked about the the Planet of the Apes kind of tie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so I think that in a in a weird way, uh, I think Planet of the Apes came out after this episode, um, but he and the woman kind of swap roles a little bit, like he yeah. he. He, you know, he he's a human who's in in the zoo, whatever. Uh, and then in Planet of the Apes, he becomes the the scientist who's uh, you know watching Charlton Heston in the cages, right? Um, but but there's a very um, mirror esque quality between this episode and that movie 
in the sense that it's like, hey, the 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 roles are reversed. The the captor is now the captive type thing. Yeah, that was really cool to see. And um just the character he played in general in the movie was just was really really cool, you know. And um yeah. I was really quick to to kind of tie the similarities together. Um of course, you know, being written by Rod Sterling, you would see that and in a lot of the movie, but um his character, Roddy's character, um I was very quick to pick up on on certain things. Yeah. Uh like uh like at the very end of the episode when the Statue of Liberty is is seen in the background of Mars. I know. Right. And and I'm so, a little okay. I'm a little she I'm a little like embarrassed to say I've only first like I've only seen Planet of the Apes like maybe like last year for the first time ever. I know. Look, look like, you you saw it, okay? I was going I was going to give you crap, but I mean you saw it and that's <laughs> But and I'm just like, why haven't I seen this yet? You know, and unfortunately, about a week before I actually saw it, the ending was spoiled for me. But it still, you know, it still was a hell of an ending. That was just, I mean, one that you can just talk about, you know, over and over again. Cause... Yeah. So the the Planet of the Apes originally, this isn't a Planet of the Apes podcast, but um, so the original story is, I think it's by a French guy. I apologize to Mr. French guy. I don't know your your name. Um. <laughs> But the original story, the the twist, there's still a twist, but it's not the uh, Statue of Liberty twist. It's um, you, the the whole story is being told uh, because these characters find a message in the bottle, right? It's like a message in the bottle in the ocean, and they're reading the story of this this character talking about being human, blah blah blah. Well, the the twist at the end of the, the original story is you find out that the people reading this message in a bottle are in fact apes. And so that's where the twist comes in. And so, so Rod Serling, of course, he penned the twist at the end of the movie to include the Statue of Liberty. Cool. So, ran, random bit of uh, Planet of the Apes trivia. Also, Roddy McDowell was in Planet of the Apes. <laughs> and his name is Cornelius, which I love. I just have yes. the point. And, he, and he, uh, in some of the later ones, he was uh, Caesar. Yes. Yeah, they actually in the whole entire series, um, you know, I can't even think of his name right now, but maybe you would know the main actor from um, Monsters of Do on Maple Street. He played. Um, he was also in this series. Oh god, I should know that. Yeah, I, me too. I, I don't so, off the top of my head. Yeah, I apologize to him and the French guy whose name I forgot. <laughs> Many apologies <laughs> going out tonight. <laughs> Um, all in all, Patty, what what are your thoughts on the episode? Uh, what what do you what do you give it? What do I give it if I had to rate it? Um, yeah. let's see. Out of ten stars, I would give this episode. Um, for its surprise ending, which is like one that's very memorable, and in my opinion, a fan favorite, I would probably give it nine. Nice. I'm very, I'm very generous. <laughs> I, you know, I, I have friends who my, uh, a previous guest, like my friend Greg, he, he gave Judgment Night a, a five, right? And okay. uh, I think that's because they don't appreciate the Twilight Zone as much as us. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I can't. I can name 
like maybe one other one episode that I would probably give a really low, but there's not many for me. I would say maybe there's maybe like five maybe episodes that I just feel like I don't need to watch anytime soon. Right. But right. I do. Yeah. G- generally, uh, this is a side note, and we'll we'll get to it in later episodes. The when the camera switched, when they switched uh, camera technologies. Yeah. Uh, um. Usually, those were the ones that I'm like, like long distance call and uh, night of the meek. Those are the ones that are I, I'm kind of averse to because of the different camera. But yeah, same here. And and I like I can't tell. I can't say it publicly because my um my well people I talk to would probably hate me. You can't tell anyone. All right. Let let we'll we'll finish this and then we'll we'll talk about why it sucks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So, but overall, you give it a nine. Yes. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yes, I think it's an ending that is um very strong and memorable. Like I said, mm-hmm. and it just it just hit. It was just like whoa. <laughs> it was one of those. Absolutely. And his like face just like pressed behind those bars. Is yeah. I mean, it was sad. It like, was sad. Sorry, sorry, dude. You're, yeah. you're you're right not to trust him. <laughs> I know. Moccasin was right. <laughs> Moccasin is right. You know, let's hashtag it. Moccasin is right. <laughs> That's my new hashtag. I'm so using that now. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, well. Thank thank you so much for for coming on again, Patty. Uh, is there is there anything you would like to push out? Well, if you're not already following. Um, my Instagram page, it is the um, underscore underscore twilight underscore underscore zone. You got to make sure with the underscores. And um, I am dishing out daily goodness of twilight zone goodness or TZ, as I put it. T- Some people T-Z. don't like TZ is a term <laughs> now because people don't like writing out. It's, it's a, you know, it's, yeah. they don't like writing out twilight. Zone. You, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta shorten it up. TZ. That's why this is S4YA on everything. <laughs> um, TZ, there's a, there's a place back in the day called DZ, which stood for Discovery Zone. That's all. Yes, I've never been there. Oh. <laughs> I've, I've never we been had, either. We only had Fun Station when I was growing up. I don't know if you even heard of that. No, yeah, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I threw you off because I said, no, yeah. And you're like, oh, well, which one yeah. is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. uh, I, I do. I do have to ask you. Uh, I, I've been meaning to ask you. And I keep forgetting. Like, so to everyone listening, she puts out so much Twilight Zone content on this Instagram. It's it's mind boggling. Um, I have to ask. Like, what is what is your process? Like, what do you like? How do you go through deciding what you want to pick on a day to day basis? Okay. Well. First of all, I'm willing to actually have my memory card on my phone full of so that like my gallery is just pictures of children and Twilight Zone. That's it. That's <laughs> basically it. But um literally, um it it just depends on the day. Um and I have certain days for everything. Um and I'm always, you know, I'm always finding out new things. So whether it be trivia, video, quote, or whatever. Um, it's just, it all depends on the mood, I guess, or day. Cause like I was, like I, I told you before, it's literally, I my life is just a whole bunch of Twilight Zone quotes and that's it. 
So that's how it works. That's good. The process is just that. It's like, okay, well, how am I feeling? Well, I'm feeling like I want to send some people to the cornfield. So that is what I'm yeah. posting today. You know, <laughs> like they, they should change Facebook emoticons instead of like like or dislike or not like dislike, but to sad. You should change it to cornfield, no change. Uh, <laughs> it's a cookbook. Just, I know. <laughs> there needs to be a cannabis emoji you know like yeah. we really should just like start a petition up or something but get there it is we'll get get on this hashtag train cannabis emoji oh, ha- hashtag Hawkinson was right hashtag <laughs> that's why it's on chick uh, get them get, em, get yeah. them all out we'll 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 take the world by storm yeah. yeah but you know it's really fun and if you're a, an avid fan you will just love it because it's just coming from another avid fan. I so can, I, I can personally attest to that. <clears throat> so relatable. Because that, that's, that's exactly how I found you, was looking for Twilight Zone stuff on Instagram. And I found you, and I was like, this is this is." Did awesome. you actually search hashtag the Twilight Zone? or? Uh, no. So on Instagram, I just I searched for Twilight Zone, and so a list of them came up, and yours mm-hmm. was on there. And so then I saw how yeah, many but- posts you'd done. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, you always have to check the post to see if it's something that's daily, if it's weekly, you know, or how often. That's how I choose most of my pages. Like, did I follow? How often do they post? Because, you know, you want to see stuff. And, and that, and that's, and that's why I don't blame you for not ever following me. Back <laughs> I in did the day. Though. Back in the day. No, well, Back in the day. <laughs> well, I, I explained that my feed gets very full. So if there's anyone listening right now, and I don't, I'm not following you back. Just shoot me a DM because I'll follow you back. But my feed gets very full. You know, people write to me and I don't even see it. They just probably think I'm rude. But <laughs> it, my feed gets very full. Well, well, I thank you for uh, somehow finding my direct message in Instagram, so you can come onto yeah. the show. I did follow you, and I liked all three of your pictures. So, bring it. <laughs> Woo! I'm, I'm in the big time. <laughs> all right. Well, well, thank thank you again, Patty, for for coming on, and I I sincerely appreciate you. No problem. Anytime. Thank you so much. And for the rest of you, uh, you have a few different ways to follow me. Uh, I am on Twitter at s4ya underscore podcast. At Instagram, S4YA underscore podcast as well. Or on Gmail, I am at S4YA podcast without the underscore at gmail.com. Stitcher, iTunes, if there's a way to rate me, I don't know how to do it, but uh, if you do, that'd be great. Uh, Go ahead and use your your amazing knowledge uh, to go do that. I'd appreciate it. Or not. That's fine. Uh, But until next time, thank you again, Patty. No problem. Thank you, Brandon. (laughs) And uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.